Welcome to the Man of Gold podcast, and in this episode, I've got a special guest, Adam Ali, a good friend, and we get into some really awesome tips. He drops some great knowledge on how to get focused, how to be internally motivated, and we do touch on the Bulls documentary a little bit as a source of inspiration of topics, but we really focus on being um, really focused and productive. And I, I really like this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you think. And near the end, he tells you exactly, uh, for the first time, he tells everyone the app that he uses to set his tasks. And I can't wait to get started with it myself. So listen in to the end and you'll hear the title of this app. Enjoy, guys. Womodoro means man of gold in Italian. When I created the Womodoro sneaker, I wanted to bottle that feeling I had as a kid when I began watching Michael Jordan. That feeling that I call your inner champion. I wanted the design of the shoe to invoke that feeling every time you lace them up. And beyond that, Womodoro supports life-changing programs for teenage boys through the Man of Gold initiative. As for the shoe itself, well, I never get tired of the genuine first impressions people have of it. Go and take a look. It's called Womodoro. It's spelled U-O-M-O-D-O-R. You can find us on Instagram and on the website. I traveled to Italy to have these made using the most buttery nubuck and calfskin leathers that you can find on this planet. And I put a beautiful custom gold-plated crown to crown your inner champion. Adam. I'm here. We're on air, that's right. (laughs) How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for joining us on the Man of Gold podcast. Exciting. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Of course, I uh, wanted to have you on, talk about the, the Bulls. Were you a big Jordan Bulls fan? For sure. I was, yes. I Definitely, yeah. How have you liked the show so far? Um, I, I just find it so interesting that they had cameras following them like that. It almost feels like what they're doing now. You know, I didn't expect that. It's, it seems like a documentary that would occur for like this generation. But they were doing it then too. So it's just kind of like, what? Like, they were so intimate and you could, it was so real. Yeah, like it, it was pretty, um, I didn't know what to expect with the, you know, with all these hours of footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. It's you know, usually when they, when they capture the, the previous generations, there's a lot of narrative happening where someone is sitting down and they're just hearing or they're expressing yeah. about the situation. But here they had footage to back it up. They were in the footage, you know, connecting it, connecting all the dots. It's pretty good. Yeah. So before we get into all that, why don't we tell uh, all the listeners a little bit about yourself? Because uh, we, we met about, uh, what's it been now, like a year and a half or so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. consider myself now more of a serial entrepreneur, um, focusing on digital slash social media um products 
And what I mean by that is just creating businesses on, on the social media and online, um, creating communities on social media. So, for example, me and my wife have a platform called She's Tough, where we have about nearly 10,000 members. And, um, yeah, it's been cool to build that community there. Um, I work with um, popular rapper Ace Hood on his fitness program and building that community. Um, and then I do social media for, for myself, family. I manage my daughter. Um, and now I'm soon going to be uh, an author, just finish a children's book. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would consider myself just a serial entrepreneur who just creates things and keeps, keeps it going, keeps it moving mm -hmm. on to the next parked idea to bring it back, bring it to life. I'm constantly nice. thinking of stuff and I'm just like, ah, all right, now's the time. <laughs> um, when did this all get started? What was the, what was the, uh, the big turning point from, cause I'm sure, um, I'm sure you've always had these ideas. Yeah. What was um, the big break, that you, the first big break you had? So back in 2010, I was a personal trainer and, you know, it started to feel re very redundant to me, just going into a gym, scouting for potential prospect clients. And um, I, I just felt Did like I was... you work at the gym or was it just like... Yeah, just I worked like at a... the gym. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was imagining like scouting coming in and like to a random gym. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um, you probably, you're, you're Italian, right? Or Portuguese. Are you? Portuguese. Yeah. Yep. Oh, have you ever heard of Columbus yeah. Center? Uh, no. No. Okay. In Toronto. Any, in Toronto. Anyway, yeah, it's an Italian okay. community. Um, oh, so okay. it's an Italian community center specifically. Anyhow, yeah. Um, I just got tired of trying to convince people. Sort of like being a sales marketing guy, trying to convince people about my, my skill set and how I can get them to be um, in shape. Um, and even yeah. when I did get a, a solid client based, um, I was capped because my time, my time equal dollar. And if, if that's the case, you'll always be capped because in order for you to, you know, generate income, you got to be there. So I, I, I don't know what sparked it, but I just had an idea of doing stuff online. I started a YouTube channel, um, called I won't lose youtube.com slash I won't lose. It was a motivational slash fitness, um, channel where I just kind of showcased my motivation using fitness as a catalyst to, to really inspire people. And it built some good traction at that time and um, has a couple of viral videos. And um, from there, I just got very, I learned a lot of stuff about social media and how to grow. And um, then kids got in the picture and just building a whole family platform. And that's kind of like what sparked it, but it was originally from just wanting to wanting more for myself and just wanting to to reach more mass reach the master versus just my little um space yeah 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 well, that's awesome so I bet you uh watching some of this these you know the last two episodes, the first two um does it bring back some of those motivating i know for me you know how much of a Jordan fan I was like mm -hmm. watching this stuff. It's just like, it's just reigniting like the origins of like, mm -hmm. just when, you know, like that external motivation to, 
to just go after your dreams, you know? Like, did you, are you feeling any of that watching these? Uh, no, you know, I, I maybe because I come, I've dabbled in the whole motivational space for a very, you know, for the last decade, 10 years. Um, I, I, it's kind of, I'm kind of already wired. Like I already know what I need to do. I don't, I don't really need motivation. <laughs> it's because it's habitual. Like it's, very, I'm already, it's all embedded in me. I already know what I need to do. Um, so no, nothing. He hasn't, he hasn't motivated me. I'm just, obviously I, I'm witnessing the greatness and appreciating it for what it is, but I'm, nothing has told, there's nothing in me that says, man, I got to do more or anything like that. I mean, there are definitely some other life lessons that I've experienced from watching this stuff, but in terms of motivation, I don't know. I think I'm hey, a very like, motivated individual. Yeah. Talk about, um, you know, you just said like, Oh, I, I got to do more for you. When, when do you realize that you, you're doing enough? Cause I don't know if, if I'm sure there's a lot of people I know for myself, mm-hmm. um, I consider myself a pretty motivated guy, yeah. but like a lot of times I'm, I, no matter what, I'm always thinking I can do more. <laughs> And it kind of it kind of drives you crazy, right? Yeah, like, you know, you, there, you there, there's no. You're doing a lot of different. Mm-hmm. There's no formula for this. No matter no matter what anyone tells you, there really is no blueprint to any of this. And, and let me tell you why. Why I believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who say stick to one thing and just be very great at it. But how many times have we heard people just being burnt <laughs> out from that one thing or not being excited about that anymore? Yes, you know, yes. so I find what's working for me is just I don't have one focus. I have many things that, be, you know, that comes to the to the table and then I, 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 you know, I figure it out. And then when I when I allow it, when I get to a point where I can launch it, you know, I just let it fly. And, I, and I'm, I'm not saying I move on to the next, but something else comes along that excites me. So I feel like I'm just a I'm a seed planter who just mm-hmm. who who just plants a bunch of stuff and it's exciting. And um, you're right, maybe I won't be able to to scale as fast because I have so many things running, mo- you know, at the same time simultaneously. But um, it's exciting. I don't really burn out mm-hmm. because there's always something new. There's something. Ref- it's 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 a new challenge. Uh, versus being in the same space and dealing with the same politics and you know, you know. yeah I, I feel that like a lot it's a theme that i've been going through actually mm-hmm. um and I'm, I'm i'm glad we came up with this on this on this episode because um i see it a lot especially with people that are like trying to get to that point where they feel like they're successful or they feel like they're kind of making it mm-hmm. is they just want to listen to everybody <laughs> you know and they just wanted to find the one blueprint the one way to do it and it's like um that's a huge it can be a huge uh stumbling block for people trying to kind of get into their own rhythm mm-hmm. and the fact is is we're all unique and we all have different styles yeah I and mean, uh, i think it's a good message that people should just we we as individuals we change right like do are we the same 10 years ago no yeah so uh, how do we come with that same mindset in in business you know things what inspired you 
then maybe now you're in a different how many times do people leave their jobs that they once loved and they celebrated about getting this job when it happened it was the happiest moment and they just got fed up fed up uh, about it so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're just individuals who crave change and um, being exposed to different things and for me just you know going into like i never thought i was going to be an author even you know i never even thought about it but as as i found a love for you know connecting with my daughter through reading books um i i felt like i you know i every time i would read books to my daughter i found myself trying to break down what the what the author was saying in order for her yeah. to understand and i said to myself what if i create a book where I take it to that level where I don't I need to break it down. I, I simplify. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what I, that's where kind of I found, I found my void around that space and what inspired me to go into the whole book space. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So would you say that you're just like writing this book for her? Well, she is the author. She's I mean, sorry, not the author. She is the main character of the, ah, of the cool. book. Yeah. So I'm planning to launch it next month in May um towards the end may 29th two books mm-hmm. we, we I, I partnered up with a doctor um mm-hmm. and we wrote two books oh ah, cool mm-hmm. so how can uh, how can we find more information on that is there any like anything we can sign up for or? yeah well it, it'll be on amazon and all etc or you can check it out on samiaslife.com um yeah i'm excited cool. about it so back to this thought around when do you know you're you can't do any more <laughs> yeah do you ever get that do you ever think like oh there's more I, like so if you have this one project with your with your uh, mm-hmm. with your book are you do you do you go okay what else can i do um you know to make this a success and then of course you, and, and that's and, why we're launching two books at the same time because i was like you know Maybe you know most pe- traditional people mm. just release one book and they gauge how it goes, and then depending. This guy writes two books. They, they, depending <laughs> on how things go, then they start writing the second book. But I, I was looking at my, myself. You know, well, the strategy that we were implementing is how do we increase the chances of success? Well, let's have two books in the market you know so if one mm. gets found then there's another one already there just trying to um give it all that we got there's just two 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 of it at the same time that's kind of the logic that we're going with with it mm-hmm. what's, what's your thought on this volume is greater than um quality and i don't mean quality mm. like as in in the work but mm-hmm. i mean like um I should say the perfection of, of the launch. Like, so mm-hmm. what I'm finding is that the more volume that we put out because of the speed of our world, yep. that that's actually bringing more attention to us. Like you're just saying two books, you're going to have somebody seeing one of them. They may not like one of them, but they like the other one. And then mm-hmm. it's going to see them. Then they're going to get into that. And then they're going to like, they're probably like the second one. Right. So do you ever yeah. think of that? Like it's more important to get the volume out instead of making everything perfect and like the launching perfect, the marketing perfect. And... Yeah, because there is no guarantee to success. Mm-hmm. You know, you may do, you know, strive for perfection and do your best and delay and, 
you know, but there's, there's, there's things that are going to happen when you do delay. One is you may look back at the content and not love it anymore because maybe you have evolved, you've changed in, in that time frame. Um, so that's one thing that can occur. The second thing is, um, your the whatever you're working on may come become irrelevant. Number three is I've, I'm a strong believer of um, you, how quick can you fail or you know how how quick can you learn. So, um, I would personally I would rather just go into the market and 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 tweak as we go. Because sometimes your idea, your product is not even viable, but until it hits the market, you know, but there's still, there's still a fine line of, you know, put, you know, you don't want to put anything crappy out no, there, no. obviously, but um, I feel like there, there is a fine line of, you know what, this is a solid product. Yes. If maybe I spent another year, I can make this even better, maybe whatever that looks like, but um I'm going to get better anyway. So let, people are going to witness the the come up. I, I really mm -hmm. look at um, Little Wayne, for example. Little Wayne was just a machine when it came out to just dropping music constantly. Mm -hmm. He was in everyone's faces constantly. And mm -hmm. you had no, um, you had, you, you were forced to know him. You, you were forced to listen to him. You were forced to accept him. And, you know, he 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 became he came to the forefront of of it all to the point where he started screaming he, he's the best rapper alive and people started saying like whew maybe he is and there's strong believers of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This kind of goes back to what you're saying around like there's different styles. There's you know, yeah, there's you got, no like, format. There's no there's yeah. no blueprint to it all. It's it's just you got like Kendrick like taking yeah. a long time on an album exactly right and then it works for him and then you've got and maybe it works for him in a certain period of his life. Like Lil Wayne, maybe he spent more time on an album after he already created the recognition, mm -hmm. you know, and then like fine tunes his craft. Like, yeah, man, I, I this think, is a huge. I think why Kendrick does really well is many people are focused now on trying to stay relevant. And he has, he went against that and went back to the roots of being these old celebrities who used to who used to just appear in their art form of a movie. And that was it. You never really heard about them unless the tabloid caught them. So he's went, he went back to that. And that's, that's, that's something new in this, you know, in our times now, because everybody's trying to stay relevant and he is not. So that forces everyone to be like, where is this guy? Which keeps mm -hmm. him relevant. He's finding his niche, his, his way of doing his it. way of doing this. Mm -hmm. That's a huge lesson, Adam. It's a huge lesson for anyone listening. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm continually like kind of sharpening that myself, just trying to figure out my groove, mm -hmm. you know, the, the shoe took me a long time to get going. I kind of like, I put in all that, you know, the yeah. perfectionism into that. And then, um, you know, and there was, there's pros and cons. Everyone who looks at the shoe loves the damn shoe. Uh, at the same time, it's taken a lot of time, you mm -hmm. know? And so I'm, I'm learning about it and it's, it's interesting. So now I've got this podcast out and um, this was like a bit of a practice of, you know, fighting my perfectionism. And I, I, I did a couple episodes on that. Um, but I think perfectionism is a, is a major problem for anyone who wants to get something started uh, mm -hmm. for creatives. I think it can be a big, 
for artists, you know, we can be like that. So mm-hmm. I love your message of like, you know, you, you feel um, inspired to do something in your actual life. I love how you're like, you're reading to your daughter and then you get the idea through that and mm-hmm. through your actual life. So it becomes like something authentic and real. And you found that there was something that was needed and you created a solution for it and you went out and did it. And so, and you didn't just do one, you did two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love it, man. I love it. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So um, any highlights from the last two episodes? We, for, uh, episode three and four of Last Dance. Yeah. Um, I got a bunch of notes here, but I mean. Yeah, for something sure. That you know, the, the takeaway for me was, you know, we live in a, in a colorful world. And even though focusness and um, dedication and commitment is you know essential there's still a big component to it all and that's um the ability to to deal with different personalities and to deal with um different just different vibes different energy in a way that is still that still leads you to the goal and you know Mm -hmm. clearly mj understood that in Rodman and um, he allowed him to do that because he knew that without doing that, you know, then they would crumble down the, down the pipeline. So he did that. You're referring to him going to Vegas for, for 48 hours, right? Yeah. I'm I'm referring to that. thought that was Uh, pretty interesting how they just respected his, uh, his makeup, you know, for the time that they needed him, he needed to do that. They didn't have time to go into some psycho and psychoanalysis and give him some therapies. They just have to go and do those things. <laughs> they just so yeah, go ahead. And you'll come back and you'll be ready to get to work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely just the as a leader, sometimes when you're overseeing individuals, you have to understand that not everybody is of the same fabric as you, and. Um, you got to allow them to, to make their, you know, you got to deal with people individually. There is no cookie cutter approach to it all. Uh, mm. it's, it's ideal. Yes. Everyone to be on the same page, but it's usually not the case. And as a leader, you definitely have to figure out how to, how to, you know, to, to maneuver through all of that in a, in a way that's graceful and it's not mm. condescending and it's, you know, just keeps everything intact. I think that's a that's a great leadership um, skill and lesson from that from that episode. Well said. Yeah, graceful. Yeah, that's that's huge. I think that's what Phil brought to the mm-hmm. whole mix. Is that the understanding of the human nature and and uh, respecting it. And but what a fine line, though. Hey, like Jordan has to. You know, he's he's so controlling, right? And then yet he has to like let go of some of that mm-hmm. to try to bring some understanding, let let Robin do his thing. So I think we're all going through that at some level. Um, oh, trust me, a lot we all go through that where you know some people consider themselves free spirits, you're the more focused one, and you're trying to get them to be laser focused and see the bigger picture and see what's important. But sometimes you just you gotta let them spread their wings and experience 
Uh, Chuck Daly, I wrote down one of his uh, quotes. You don't put a saddle on a Mustang. <laughs> Referring mm-hmm. to Rodman. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think people, like um, everybody from Detroit, except for San Antonio, but Detroit and Chicago definitely seen what he brought to their table. And they really tried to um, preserve him in the best way that they knew. Um, yeah, and Spurs, the way they, 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 their system is just so different that, like, if you don't fit in and you don't vibe with their culture, they're, n- they're not entertaining. And that's, that's just their culture. Yeah, um, and it because they've, yeah, and except it works, with, uh, except with they've the, uh, seen Kawhi. success with it, <laughs> so they they know they're not ready to entertain any kind of different color. It's literally black or white with them, as, or gray and white. <laughs> yeah, true, true. That's hilarious. Um, you talked about you. I want to get back to that uh, topic of habit. One of the questions I asked I asked you earlier. You were mentioning it was about habit. Yeah you know, the motivation, the, the, um, the execution, how did you develop that habit? Um, you know, I feel, I feel like one thing that I personally hated was, um, thinking of a task and not knowing that you want to do that task, but you're not, not, not putting it down on paper, paper or anywhere. And then you forget about it. And then randomly you something gives you a sign that oh you were supposed to do that so what i used i used to be very un, unorganized and i hated it um so i just started being very consistent and um on putting down all my tasks and eventually i got so so in tune and and, and with my task list what it felt great to just um see that cross line on mm-hmm. my on on all my my task list that um I love that feeling you know so I always stuck mm-hmm. I stayed with it and um I I look at my task list like li- literally every like throughout the entire day constantly mm-hmm. um and, and when you I may lack list, balance in my life because I'm always looking at the task list but it, that's what shaped me to be very focused and remain motivated is just tackling these lists and just getting that sense of satisfaction at the end of the day. Um, and of course there are days where, you know, you don't get a task done or a priority task, but you know that you were, you were still there. You were still focused. You were still chipping away. So I built a, it was, it just became a habit to tackle my list um, because that, that self, the satisfaction feeling at the end of the day was a great feeling that I con- it was like dopamine that I, I just constantly want needed it. I wanted it. Yeah, I was just gonna mention that. It really seems like that everything we're doing in our life is all about this dopamine chase. And mm-hmm. if we can direct the dopamine chase to think something that's actually gonna have long term good effects, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It seems like that's exactly what you did. So I'm sure in the beginning you didn't really get that the dopamine wasn't as strong. And then it, 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 it would you say that's accurate or was it like a huge shot of dopamine when you first started doing this, this write, writing your uh, list down and accomplishing them? Um, I, I can't recall. All I knew was that, um, you know, when things are getting done, that's when I was at my, be- my best. I, it just mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't feel good when I was 
just going with the wind, going with the flow, um, missing deadlines or mm. putting my back against the wall with these last minute submissions mm. of stuff. And um, yeah, I just, I didn't like that. I knew that I just needed to be more organized. And once I got organized, which became a habit, um, you know, that's it. Like you're, you're motivated now. You're, you're organized, you're, you're disciplined. You don't need things to externally inspire you because you're, it's an act now. It's, it's what you do. It's what you became. It's every day. Um, so that's why a lot of, um, motivate, I don't really watch motivational videos. I don't, I don't watch motivational videos. I don't listen to motivational podcasts. I'm just so busy with my task list. So busy with, dreams and um goals that i'm in, i'm just in tuned so if someone wants to get started with uh just trying to bring a little more organization into their life into their goals what would you say how do they get started because you know you can set say write down all your tasks but like how no how i, I would tell them that um to break up their task list um as much as they can, need to and what i mean by that is you know, you can't write a task list that says, um, I don't know, write a book. That's not a yeah. task list. You know, yeah. what you goal. need to do is break down it into thousands of pieces and spread it out mm. um, and chip out away, chip, chip away at it very slowly. You know, there are tasks that you can complete in a day, but if you can spread it out, that's fine too. You know, uh, the slow motion is, is, is still a great motion. <laughs> yeah. Um, One of the things yeah, I, I, I tell, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying, um, in, uh, one of the other podcasts I talk about planning the next day <laughs> and when I plan the next day, I, I do similar to what you're saying, break things down instead of just saying, Oh, I'm going to do this task. I say, okay, well, and I might do that for the, for the whole week. Right. So like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for this hour. This is what I'm going to do for that hour. And then the day before, when I look at what I was thinking of doing for that one hour, let's mm -hmm. say I'll go, okay, well now what do I need to do in that hour? So then I break it down in detail. I plan in detail the day before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're, uh, what you're saying about tasks. Yeah, right. and sometimes I have you heard of the Pomodoro, um, mm -hmm. yep, effect or yeah, talk strategy fifty ten. Yeah, so sometimes what I do is, let's say there's a task, a task X Y Z, we'll call it, and um, I'll just I'll say I'm gonna dedicate thirty minutes to it. I just press the timer of the app, and I see the timer on my phone, for example, or on my menu bar on my computer. And I know I got 30 minutes to give it all in. So I'm focused. I'm just doing that one task. And once the bell rings off, I'm done with it. I move on to the next. Yep. But there's, there, there's, a, there's a great satisfaction knowing that you, 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 know, you block that time and you, you, you were laser focused for 30 minutes on that task. Yeah. And, I'll, and, I'll, and that's just that's something that I do sometimes. Yeah, I do that too a lot. Um, I, f awesome. I find that, yeah, yeah, um, the Pomodoro technique is pretty huge. I also, you know, I'll even put the phone in a, in a drawer because, <laughs> mm. like, there's that temptation to look, right? And, um, you know, if it's sitting on a table and you're walking by it, and you're, eh, I'll check what's over there. You know, I'll put it in the drawer. Like, okay, no, 
50 minutes and everyone just has to find that time. Like if it's 30, 40, 50 minutes or whatever it is, um, that works for them. But, um, I found that's been huge for me. Uh, distractions are coming at us from every angle. One thing that I think about when I'm watching this, these documentaries is that in sport, you've, you've got like, you've got rules and you've got a container, right? There's the time, there's a clock, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's like, there's the boundaries. And what the Pomodoro technique does is it gives you that a little bit of it. You know, you've got that timer that goes off. Okay. This is what I have to do. It's simple. I put everything away, focus, mm-hmm. boom, it's done. And then you get that sense of satisfaction. It's like, I won, I won the game, just little, little game in the day. Mm-hmm. And you get yep. a little bit of that extra dopamine. So for do you sure. do, do you do your tasks for the whole week? Do you do them for a month? How do you break that down? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I do tasks um, as they come, to be honest. Like, I add them to my task list, uh, whether it – I add it throughout the week. So, let's say – one thing I try to avoid is being in reaction mode. I hate that, and that's something mm. I don't – I stop. So, let's say someone emails me with their urgency. Mm-hmm. You know, I always ask myself, is this truly an urgency? If not, I, I make note that this is a task that I need to handle. I just move it on to the next day or maybe a few days. Um, I don't want to be in reacting mode where this person now is their emergency becomes something yeah. where I have to flip out and try to figure it out. You know, if it's an emergency, then I get it. But like a lot of time, it's really not an emergency. Um, you know, one thing, I, the, the, the email to me, I look at it as uh, an organized um, medium for people's um, agendas and emergency is just what i call it um <laughs> so make a new acronym for that i just focused on what really is going to move the needle on my end and those are the tasks that i put the most focus on everything else will get its attention respectfully but on my accord yeah do you do you put a block time for that because what i try to do is um near the end of the day i'll have like what i'll call like a buffer time mm-hmm. and it's like i won't check emails um or i won't you know entertain them until like a certain part of the day on a on a perfect day right mm-hmm. um, maybe it's like 3 p.m so or even two or i'll do a little check like in the middle of the day mm-hmm. but um but with caution because i don't want to get like too you know sidetracked but i especially the number one thing is like the morning it's super protected. Nice. So I do my the morning routine. And then after the morning routine, the first two hours are like the highest level thing that I can do. Do, mm-hmm. you, do, do you chunk your days like that? Um, I mean, it's different with the family. I bet. Yeah, it's a little different <laughs> for sure for me. It, 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 there is no, you know, there is no block time where like, okay, now I'm planning my day for tomorrow. What usually happens is um, it varies day by day. Sometimes, let's say I just smash my day. I have some time. I will organize my day for tomorrow. I, I use a uh, I use an app where whatever tasks I don't complete, for, for example, let's say today, it'll automatically move it to tomorrow. So mm-hmm. let's say I wake up tomorrow morning. I, I'm sorry, I wake up the next day, I'll see all the tasks that I missed from from, um, from the previous day, and I'll determine whether I want to, you know, keep tackling this or keep it moving, like move it on. And 
I'll organize everything for the day. Um, first thing in the, in the morning. In the morning? In the morning, mm. yeah. Usually I have my pre-workout in. I'm laser focused. And uh, I'm just like organizing my day. And then 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes into my pre-workout, then I'm like, all right, now it's time to work out. So I, mm. I, I work out. I pretty much work out almost every day. In some, like I, I try to sweat every day. Whether that's going mm. on a run, shooting some hoops, or res- resistance training, um, so yeah, I, I usually always have a caffeine kick in the morning. So I'm really laser focused in the morning when I'm looking at my task list and getting really excited about all the things that I need to do. Do you do that before your workout, or looking at the task list, or do you do after? Before, before. Well, while, actually, okay. while drinking my pre-workout, so I'm like getting mm. wired, looking at my mm. list. I love and- it. <laughs> um yeah for me i I, what i would do i say oh geez i'm always tweaking stuff right this is interesting to hear because the night before is a day like the evening before is when i plan and for me i liked it like you know it kind of like lets it sit into my subconscious like i go to sleep i wake up and then i know exactly what i have to do instead of having to rely myself to make those decisions Mm -hmm. but i like you know i haven't been very consistent with my workouts lately so I like this idea. I might, I might throw a little bit of that in my day, <laughs> you know, do the, uh, uh, pre-work. What do you, what do you drink for your pre-workout? Um, just, just any kind of pre-workouts that has like caffeine. Okay. Yeah. Any popular pre-workouts that has a good caffeine kick to it, some B vitamins, whatever. I like that. I like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like your, uh, your morning pep talk it's like yeah it's it's just like drinking coffee you know some people just yeah yeah it's just it's just the same thing um yeah, a little stimulant it's just that what, what, i know that w- when i have this in my body i need to work out so it's gonna force me to go work out <laughs> yeah i love it i've been i've been getting into coffee a little bit lately because i've never been a coffee drinker mm. like caffeine anything no caffeine and um because i'm super sensitive but um I've been I've been playing with it as more of like a ritual, like once or twice a week. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have an espresso shot, nice, and then the next three hours is gonna be like, you know, these are super focused Mm -hmm. Superman time. I get all the solutions to all my problems, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) write them down before they fall away, right? Um, What's the app that you use for my task? Yeah, it's called To Do, but it's spelled in French: T E U X D E U X. Ah, T T U D U. Sorry, T T E elephant U as in umbrella, then X, and then do as in D E elephant U umbrella X. Right. Oh, to ah, got it. E U X T E U X D E U X. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. I've been I've been using it for almost ten years. Oh wow. Wow, yeah. you've heard it. You've heard it here. Have you told anyone about this? Is this been a secret? Did I just like? A secret <laughs> I don't tell people that to be honest. So, oh go. my gosh, we got exclusive content right now. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Like, you know, now no everyone's going to be just as productive as you. <laughs> uh, and it, it may not work. It works for me. No, right? it, everyone yeah, is different. I know, right? Oh, I just feel awesome. like the ability for a task to move move to the next day or to be able to drag task to another day and to another week or even um set recurring tasks based on weekly monthly Uh you know yearly um is very beneficial for for me 
Um, yeah. You know, then that... iPhone iPhone does the re- uh, recurring, but they don't move the thing to the next day. You have to go into it. Yeah. It goes yeah. red if you miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's annoying. Yeah, I don't like that. I need it. Yeah. I, lo- I love the fact that it just moves it and then I can continue to move it. If I don't want to do it today, I'll just move the task. And you and, and one thing that I love about it is I get to see the entire week right there. I'm not scrolling really? down. I'm not scrolling I'm, up. I'm not going. It's like right there laid out for you the entire seven. Days. I got to I got to check this out, man. Mm-hmm. If anyone listening checks us out, I would love to hear. Mm-hmm. We both love to hear how you uh, how you use it. But um, that's that's a cool because. 10 years. ten years i don't know if i've used any app for 10 years ten like years. that's that's actually pretty it's pretty remarkable yep um that it's so it's so ingrained in your habits man could you drop them wisdom bombs today thank you so much this is another day man <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it man thank you so much for your time today you're a man of gold um the way that you carry yourself um you know, the short time that I've known you, uh, you've become a, a friend and uh, I see the way that you carry yourself with your family, your wife, your kids, and just hanging out with you, man. Just thank you so much for your friendship. And I hope you're liking your Womodoro shoes. You've been able to wear them a little bit. Not yeah, lately, but... <laughs> I've definitely worn them for, you know, mom- the, the moments that were gold for sure. <laughs> nice, so, nice. um, Thank you. It's uh, you've been you've been an awesome friend too, and thank you for the opportunity to have me early on your platform here. I hope I brought some sort of value to your viewers, and um, I'll definitely be in tune. I def- I, I really hope this podcast takes it to the next level, and people get to see your ambition um, because it's great. There's there's it's. It's, it's not, there's nothing, and I told you, I told this to your face, not, it doesn't seem like there's anything slimy about what you do, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm excited to show you um, some of the stuff that, that I'll be pumping out in the next few months. Sweet. So um, we'll, we'll keep in touch, and um, yeah, once again, thanks for joining the Man of Gold podcast, and I'm sure uh, I'd love to convince you to come on another time yes in the future i'm down okay awesome uh, all right man all right guys so um one last time how do you get connected with adam ali uh, why don't you give your your handles one more time yeah the handle is at adam won't lose um pretty much all across social media at adam won't lose awesome all right guys have a great day take care 